Michael Yu, and welcome to the first season of my podcast, Young's Blueprint. I want to start off by emphasizing how excited I am to be diving into one of my favorite topics this season, music. To give you a brief rundown of what to expect in these upcoming episodes, in case you haven't listened to the preview episode yet, I'll be dissecting six socially conscious albums in an effort to better grasp music's capacity to elevate our understanding of social justice and foster empathic conversations on tricky issues revolving around race, freedom, and justice. Now, analyzing music, let alone dissecting music, is not really something that a lot of people do. I think it's very natural for people to think of music as being something that fills up an empty space, creates a specific atmosphere, or something that's just a few clicks away that you can access on your phone, or just a few dials away on your car radio. But this season, I want to challenge and refute this common viewpoint. From sharing insights and interpretations to having those conversations about these tricky issues and the intersectionalities and real-world experiences, this podcast marks the beginning of our journey in learning not what to listen to, but how to better listen to music. Now that I've briefly outlined the goals I have for this season, Let's get straight into our first album dissection. What album is it, you ask? All American Badass, the second studio album released by Brooklyn native rapper Joey Badass in 2017. Boasting guest features from TDE rapper Schoolboy Q, Jamaican reggae artist Chronix, and Dreamville record executive J. Cole, among countless other rappers and artists, this album is packed with talent. And when I say talent, I put that in all capital letters. In fact, I would even say that every single guest appearance verse on this album adds another unique layer of depth to the album. And this says a lot, given that Joey is considered one of the lyrical virtuosos of our generation. Having released three mixtapes along with numerous solo projects and even a collaboration album, Joey has a pretty stacked resume probably leading many of you to think that he's a pretty mature rapper, probably in his mid-30s or so because he has a bunch of experience and knows the music industry pretty well. Well, guess what? He's 25 years old. Yeah, 25 years old. In 1995, in the East Flatbush section of Brooklyn, New York City, Joey Badass was born under the name of Jovan Virginie Scott. Given where Joey stands today in the music industry, Brooklyn was probably the best place he could have grown up in terms of musical influence because proclaimed rappers like Jay-Z, Mos Def, Talib Kweli, Lil' Kim, Jizza, you name it. Brooklyn was and still is considered the heart of the underground rap scene in the United States. Thus, being heavily exposed to this rap scene, Joey was basically destined to become a rapper. But he didn't start out like the rappers you see nowadays, like all the Lil Blank, Lil Blank you see on SoundCloud or whatever. He stuck with the style he knew best, boom bap. Emerging into the rap scene in the late 1980s and early 1990s, 
Boom bap is a subgenre of hip hop, which is characterized by a hard hitting kick drum, which sounds like a boom, and a snare drum on the two and the four, which sounds like a bap. Hence the name boom bap. What makes boom bap such a revolutionary genre for me, even outside the world of hip hop, is not because of any exquisite or really intricate drum patterns. In fact, I'd say it's the complete opposite. Boom bap is usually composed of really rudimentary and simple drum patterns. While such beats may sound boring, there's also a flip side to this. This simplicity makes way to isolate and highlight a producer's sampling abilities. And more importantly, what bars, lyrics, and messages the rapper has to share. This philosophy holds true and shines through for the entirety of Joey Badass's musical career. By the time he was in high school, Joey Badass had formed a hip-hop collective, which is now a major record label, known as Progressive Era, Pro Era for short. This is going to sound wild, but by the time Joey was 17, he released his first mixtape, 1999, a mixtape that many music critics consider to be one of the best mixtapes to have dropped in the past 20 years for hip-hop. In the following years, having graduated high school, Joey released two more mixtapes and debuted with his studio album, Badass, which quickly rose to critical acclaim. Though there were rumors that Joey Badass would sign to Jay-Z's Rock Nation label or Kanye West's Good Music label, he denied and dispelled the rumors, saying that he would rather stay in his own record label and keep on paving that path for pro era. In my eyes, I think this was the right decision because soon after, Joey was able to release a collaboration album with the Flatbush Zombies and their Underachievers, which couldn't have happened if he had signed to Good Music or Rock Nation or any other major music label. This is a really brief summary of Joey Badass's culminating rap career before he dropped his second studio album, All American Badass. All-American Badass marks a pivotal shifting point in Joey's rapping career. Whereas in his previous projects, Joey mainly focused on refining his sound and rapping ability, delivering quality bars with a clear-cut tone over boom-bap beats, in this album, Joey explores new messages and new ideas. He takes this album as an opportunity to examine his place in society, the power of his musical platform, and the current state of the nation. His ambitious effort shines through in the album title, All American Badass. Seeing badass spelled the way it is in the album, listeners can imply that this album is going to cover Joey's identity as an American rapper. But there's two other components that clearly stand out to me. Foremost, the album is spelled in all capital letters, demanding listeners' attention. But perhaps even more importantly, America is spelled with three Ks instead of the conventional C. This satirical misspelling is actually intentional, as it highlights how racism and oppression are inherently embedded into U.S. society. Joey is not the first rapper to spell America in this way, however. Fellow rapper Capital Steez and Ice Cube also spelled America in this way in their albums as well. 
to underline how America is plagued with injustice. Coupling this album title with the cover art, where Joey appears to be snarling with two middle fingers pointed at the audience, listeners start to see that Joey has an increased maturity. He doesn't seem to be rapping about any ego-inflating or material flaunts. Rather, he's probably going to be recognizing the problems in the contemporary United States and realizing that his greatest power is his voice. This message is perhaps best introduced in the intro song. Good morning, America. This song's title is actually a play on the morning news show, Good Morning America. But as the album title, America is spelled with three Ks. This serves as an immediate wake-up call to listeners and flips the new show's innocent welcoming title to a provoking yet familiar cry for attention. Where does this title place the audience in terms of their social consciousness? Are they receptive or resistant in noticing the subtleties and connotations of the song title? These are probably a couple of the many questions Joey forces listeners to ask themselves as they read the song title and let the intro of the song play out. Despite lasting for only eight bars, the intro of the song paints such a vivid image in the listener's mind. The track starts out with a dampened, syncopated synth, along with reverberated claps, a blended, unintelligible choir, and Joey loosely saying, free your mind. This paints a blissful, hazy, and serene atmosphere, and makes the first half of the intro resemble a vision-like, utopian dream. As the intro progresses, there's a crescendo and ascending tone. That is, the volumes of the instruments increase and their pitches rise. Free your mind. Coupling this, listeners begin to hear ascending violins, and the choir develops into distinguishable chants, chanting wake up and good morning America. Thus, the second half of the intro, those sharing the dreamy atmosphere the first half holds, has an apprehensive, developed, and tense sort of vibe. These two conflicting atmospheres make the second half resemble more of reality than a dream holding both utopian and dystopian qualities. This simple juxtaposition between dream and reality, vision and actuality, which is referenced and established in the intro of this song, is actually reflected in the album's discography. The first six tracks of the album are groovy and jazzy, and Joey loosely preaches his visions of justice in these tracks. However, in the second half of the album, the latter six tracks, their songs are more gritty and raw, and studded with emotion. And Joey invites other artists to spit their frustrations and their ugly, worldly experiences. This dichotomy between vision and actuality, dream and reality, is a dichotomy that appears and develops as the album progresses. Now, Joey has a lot to say in this first and only verse, 
but he starts out by asking a simple question. Now, what's freedom to you? Let's talk about it. Take a minute, think it through. I'm all about it. Here, Joey asks a direct, imploring, and open question. A question that calls listeners to more deeply think about the concept of freedom as they know it, and listen to others' experiences and encounters with this concept of freedom. This type of critical thinking is what Joey calls quote unquote being woke, which is a theme that is scattered throughout the song. In addition to the chants of wake up in the intro and the song title directly referencing a morning news show, Joey says, some of us woke while some stay snoozed. Effectively saying that while some of us are staying aware of social injustices, others are blatantly ignoring or simply staying unaware of reality, much as how many choose to hit the snooze button in the morning when they're too tired to blissfully sleep in ignorance. Continuing on with this theme of being woke, Joey says, Time to wake up, won't you come and smell the hot coffee, later on in the verse. Taken literally, this means that you need to physically wake up and smell the coffee to stay caffeinated and invigorated with reality and I guess the grind that's to come as the day progresses. But this line also takes on a figurative meaning in which Joey is saying that we need to stay informed and engaged and face reality, however unpleasant or ugly it is, which is the meaning of the phrase, smell the hot coffee. In asking listeners these questions, Joey lays down several issues that are plaguing the nation in the verse with a hip flow that rides the beat like the way a surfer glides a wave. Some of these issues that he covers are police brutality, mass incarceration, disinformation, the duplicitous nature of society, and just black communities' struggles to find solace and healing in the face of historical oppression. One bar in particular that stands out to me is one about the two-faced nature of the United States, where Joey spits. America, my masseuse, massage on my back, trying to act like she ain't gonna do me like Pratt. Geronimo, take a leap and lay flat. In these few lines, Joey indicates how on one side, the US seems to plead and relieve the hardships endured by black communities, much as how a masseuse massages their patients back to appease of their aches and pains. But a massage is only a temporary remedy to long-term pain. And Joey is quick to point this out, saying, trying to act like she ain't gonna do me like Pratt, with she referring to the United States. Here, Joey's effectively saying that the US is really quick to turn its back on the black community. And without hesitancy, will stab black people in the back, both literally and figuratively, like they did to Pratt. And Pratt is a direct reference to Geronimo Pratt, a distinguished Black Panther Party member who was wrongfully convicted of a crime and sentenced to jail because he was seen as subversive to those in power. And Joey goes on to really ground this point in, in his next line, where he says, Geronimo, take a leap and lay flat. Here, Geronimo is obviously a reference to Geronimo Pratt, the Black Panther Party member that I mentioned before. But Geronimo is also an exclamation that skydivers use before they jump off of a plane to skydive. And Joey then says, 
take a leap and lay flat. And taken literally, if you take this in context, that is, taking a leap and laying flat is what skydivers do when they jump off a plane and parachute their way down. But if you look at this in an alternate view, laying flat can be referring to when you're getting arrested because officers often tell you to lay flat on the ground with hands behind your back. So Joey is basically saying here that that the U.S., whether it's in the form of the police or the government or any other entity, is really two-faced. It's not as it seems. This metaphor of a masseuse resembling the United States in laying flat referring both to getting arrested and skydiving, which ties back to Geronimo, which is a direct reference to Geronimo Pratt, which goes back to this theme of the duplicitous nature of the United States, these are all a part of the lyrical scheme Joey uses throughout this verse to lay down the problems that are important and visible to him in the United States. And even for me, it's really easy to get caught in the smooth flow of Joey rapping, not really paying attention to what he says, but just getting lost in the atmosphere. But Joey is actually saying a lot here. Briefly introducing these concepts of freedom and injustice in the United States in his verse, Joey ends his song with an 8-bar outro, with a sample from Space is the Place, a Afrofuturist science fiction film released in 1974. In its original context, this is an excerpt of a speech delivered by Sun Ra, one of the late pioneers of Afrofuturism here in the United States. And in his speech, Sun Ra spells out how blacks are treated as societal myths and that they have never gained complete civil liberties and justice here in the United States. This sample is particularly fitting with the themes conveyed in this opening track, as Sun Ra appears to embody the past, the present, and the future. That is, Sun Ra says that he's a present, sent by his ancestors. And temporally, this means that he's coming from the past, from the ancestors of our people, and he's now in the present. But taking on a figurative meaning, he's saying that the wisdom that his ancestors had, he's now delivering that to us as a present. The knowledge, the wisdom, the empowerment, this is what Sun Ra has to offer, and Joey appears to place himself in this position. This is reinforced when Sun Ra says, I came from a dream, as this sounds like an echo of Joey's message throughout this song. A message that aspires for a bigger, better, and a more just society. This outro thus serves as a major form of empowerment that's not only delivered by Sun Ra, but serves as an echo of what Joey says throughout this song. This opening track in its entirety, from its musical structure to the lyrical schemes to the samples provided in the intro and the outro, serves as a powerful reminder to some, but a wake-up call to most, of what was, what is, and what's to come, not only in this album, but in the United States as well. Using a smooth flow over a laid-back jazzy beat, Joey dives into the concepts of racism, 
freedom, injustice, and happiness as we know it here in the United States in an effort to have a conversation with this audience and advance the dialogue surrounding these topics. In my next episode, I'll be dissecting the five following tracks. For My People, Temptation, Land of the Free, Devastated, and Why You Don't Love Me, Miss America. This will round out the first half of the album. And upon dissecting these songs, I'll be discovering how these tracks fit in with the larger scheme of the first half of the album. Now, before finishing off this episode, I want to leave you with one quick question. What's freedom to you? Thanks for listening to the first episode of my podcast, Young's Blueprint. I'll see you next week.